Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what CGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, you want things good, and that's what we're That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an insightful show. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your blessing of our lives. We thank you for your love. We thank you for forgiveness of sin. Thank you for the new nature we have in you. Thank you for everything you do for us beautifully well. Thank you for your protection, your preservation. For all this, oh God, we say thank you this evening. Lord, we come to your word this evening with open hearts. We are receptive to your word. Our eyes are open, our hearts are open to receive from you. And we are established in this truth in the name of Jesus. Amen. So welcome to midweek service. So it's just um, the teaching evening. All right. So this is what we are doing. Um, we are taking us through a series of conversations, you know, to establish us in certain Christian truths. So this for us is part of our maturity system, okay? And we require that um, we all attend, we all um, attend and listen, take notes, okay? And for registered members, we require of you transcripts too. You get more information from from the church. All right, Hallelujah. You know, in Titus, um, the book starts by saying, you know, he taught to write to them about some certain things before, but he changed his mind and said, okay, I'm writing to you to, 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 to urge you to contend for the faith that, that was once and for all delivered to you. Now, you can only contend for, for knowledge you understand, something you have, all right? So, meaning, you know, for us to contend for the faith, we have to understand the faith. Now, it's not saying go and throw punches for the faith. No. It's saying, you know, you should be able to, number one, understand what is true and stand for what is true. All right? And this requires that we as believers understand Christian doctrine. We have to be firmly rooted in the truth that we believe. You've got to know the truth. Okay? Now, many times, um, um, you know, as we see, if you want to poison somebody, right, you don't give the person a bowl of poison. Nobody will eat it. All right. What do you do? Plenty rice. Sprinkle the poison. Uh-huh. So the poison is in the sprinkles. Glory to Jesus. So, yes. <laughs> as someone said, it's not usually about the black and white, it's about the gray. The different shades of black, you know, the gray and all that. So you have to understand 
what is true so we can stand for it um the bible is the bible is, is the fantastic book all right and we, we you know we said in january when we we're doing our programs on bootcamp what first one cool how you know to understand scripture it makes sense to understand the bible as a whole on a team sort of just taking one part of the scripture and running with it that is why that is why there's so much error people just take a line of scripture okay run with it that considering what the what the entire whole talks about on that particular topic all right so that's the understanding okay and it comes by you know we don't we, we don't learn doctrine in a hurry that there, there, there are too many in our days right now um poorly formed conviction but that's terribly loud you know conviction that is paper paper weights coming out with so much violence and like what this conviction is not even how did you get this why are you so sure on what is partial knowledge you know you sound so convincing but you're talking nonsense you know so it's and it's common in our day all right doctrine matters of doctrine require patience patience Patience, not just running off on, on, on excitement. You've got to be patient. All right? You have to be patient on doctrine. Learn patiently. Search patiently. You know, we've had a lot of chaos in the, in the, in the, in the body of Christ over things that are clearly written in Scripture. Now you just begin to wonder, but well, we've got the same Bible. How are you reading your own? All right? Because people are not patient. People run off on excitement. People just want to, people want to share their bias of Scripture. People want to break tables. That, that, that requires you looking for what is new and exciting. You get, but if you want to totally learn and be, and be a proper teacher, you're not out for excitement. You're out for truth, not excitement, not the buzz, not the trend, not the popularity. All right? That's why I always bless God for Kenneth again. That, you know, you, you hardly go through anything teacher and, 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 and see, you know, and see errors there because it's patience. And it's not how to impress anybody. It's not how to, it was not how to, to, to trend or to be the biggest guy or to be the latest preacher. Just the faithfulness to be a good teacher of God's word. All right. So, as well, in our day, as well as young people, um, we have a lot of, um, pride, you know, that God is helping us to deal with. Amen. Amen. Yes. We have to believe God to deal with that. In, yes. We run off too fast on doctrine. We are so loud and we're so quick to counsel people that don't agree with us. Yeah, and it doesn't help. It doesn't help. There's a lot of crappy doctrine flying about because people are not patient to sit down and see scripture. So the man that says the truth looks like it's old school. Looks like he doesn't know what he's talking about because he's not buzzing. All right? I hear things like, you know, if a man, man is in Christ, doesn't have a past. <sighs> we have scripture. Why do you renew, renew your mind? If you have no, what are you renewing? If you have no past. What are you renewing? If you have no past. Okay? So of course your spirit man has no past. But you are, you are a spirit, you have a soul. You live in a body. Your body has history. Your mind has history. Can we say this is rightly? Can we say it rightly? All right? Because we, we have to say this is rightly. So people don't live their lives on, on faulty assumptions. 
This is very important. So we have got to be patient in doctrine. All right? Paul told Timothy, he says, watch your life and doctrine. First Timothy 4. First Timothy 4, right? Watch your life and doctrine closely. He says, by doing so, you will save yourself and your hearers. Okay, in English, you will not put them in trouble with your doctrine. Even you too, you will not get in trouble with your doctrine. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Since by doing so, you preserve yourself and your hearers too. Doctrine requires patience. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Alright? Pretty important. So, patience, okay? Patience. Patience. Let go of the assumptions. Let go of the incomplete knowledge. And just go before the word of God with meekness to learn. Alright? So we're talking about um, our first module for this series is um, salvation, okay? How do we get saved? How do we get saved? Alright? How do we get saved? Glory to Jesus. So TGC members, I expect us to be to be meek in doctrine. To be meek in doctrine. To be more gentle and loving in our communication. Not just be loud and brash but be patient to endeavor to listen more than we give opinions yeah to listen more than we speak and when we speak be patient be gentle in doctrine be gentle this christian domain when, when he said content for the faith they didn't say go and throw blues we just meant to, to carry it out with gentleness and with respect Okay, even when people disagree with us, the Bible says, patient with those who doubt. Be patient with those who doubt. So, patience. Patience. Patience in doctrine. Your doctrine, your theology of God, your knowledge of God affects your life. So, can we be patient in doctrine? You do this based on what you, what you think, what you, what you know of God. So, can we patiently learn? All right? So, we don't form our doctrine, we discover doctrine from Scripture. Do you understand? We don't form doctrine. We learn doctrine. This is super vital. Okay, please take it down. We don't form doctrine. We learn doctrine from scripture. So, there is no, when it comes to doctrine, you know, when it comes to truth of scripture, there is no, this, this is what they say in my mommy's church. When that is church, it is, you, you are, your life is meant to be, what does the word say? So when you ask anything again, when they ask him, What's the, what, what's the point of view of Rema on, on so and so and so and so? They'll tell you, any kind of person will tell you, my point of view is the Bible. <laughs> so when you come to them with any commercial topic, they'll tell you, our point of view is what the Bible is saying. What are they telling you? That we are not out to exhort our opinion. Ask us to find truth from Scripture and show it to you. All right? You know, we're in days where even to preach the truth is hard because people are so loud on what they don't know. It's crazy. To talk prosperity is hard for Christians now because even believers are fighting for prosperity. I'm like, we have the same Bible. It is clear. What's your problem? You call a prosperity preacher. And you call it a bad thing. How is that a bad thing? Prosperity preacher. How, is that, how did that become a bad word? How? You know, this, the, 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 the human nature is, is, is interesting. How, does that, how, did, how did that become a bad word? All right? On the other side too, how did grace preacher become a bad word? Alright, so we need to 
do it by us. And they come to scripture with, with openness and eagerness to learn. All right? So what does it mean to be saved? What does it mean to be saved? All right? And that's what it is. What does it mean to be born again? What does it mean to have eternal life? All right? What does it mean to be born again? What does it mean to have eternal, eternal life? Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. All right? John 3, from verse 1 to 21. That's a lot of reading. John 3, from verse 1 to 21. The classic story. Let's go together. One, two, go. Are we there? We are on and there. Say, I am right there. Type it in the comment section. Type it in Spreaker in on your YouTube chat box. I'm right there. All right. Amen. Are we there? Can we go together? Want to go. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. I'm reading from NKJV. All right. Want to go. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. All right. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, please pause. Um, he didn't ask Jesus, all right, that what, what will I do to be born again? What will I do to see the kingdom of God? Okay? But Jesus preempted him, okay, that, you know, this idea, this is what I was asking, that what you do shows you from a different kingdom. It shows you, it shows you as one that is from God. So Christ answered him, this is what makes somebody to be of God or to be in this kingdom. All right? He says, unless one is born again. All right? So the signs I do is because I'm from somewhere else. Okay? So I'm, 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 I'm from kingdom. I bring us kingdom of affairs into it. Okay? So how do you enter this kingdom of affairs? Okay? Be born again. All right, go on. Jesus answered and said, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Sorry, you missed verse 4. Okay. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Hmm. Verse 5. Jesus answered and said, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, You must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Please pause. So Christ answered him, okay? Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now, the water there is not, you know, sometimes you make, make us mistake a lot of, is it physical water breaking? No, no, water there is the word of God, okay? When it's a lot of times in scripture, that where the Bible compares the water, you know, with God's word. Even Christ said, he said, you have, been, you have been washed clean by the words I speak to you. All right? It's all over scripture using water to signify God's word. So to be born of the spirit, to be born again is, you know, it happens by the word of spirit, okay? Someone in 1 Peter talks about the incorruptible, incorruptible seed, word of God, you know? So this water is the word of God that, that rebets our spirit, okay? Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing what? The word of God, okay? So the water is the word. So we are born of the word and the spirits. 
All right, so it says, let's have one water spirit, you know, enter into God's kingdom. So what is one of the flesh? It is flesh, okay? So the flesh gives birth to physical flesh, okay? The spirit births spirit. All right, so this new birth is a spiritual, that's the point, it's a spiritual birth. Again, we said earlier that, you know, even man being Christ, a new creation, is the spirit that is rebirthed, not the body. And what is one of the spirits is what? A spirit. So we, we, we birth new spirits, not new bodies, New body better than as resurrection. All right? Yeah, as resurrection. But right now, what we have is a new spirit, okay? What well, is one of the spirits is what? A spirit. So we have, we have rebated spirits. So we are, we, we are born again in our spirits. All right? Please go on. Verse 9. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Wow. <laughs> Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven but he who has come down from heaven. That is, that the, is son the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Please pause. So he says, as Moses, when we were in the covenant where, you know, there was, there was, there was a, um, a plague of, we call it a plague now, of serpents. All right? Attack of serpents. And God told Moses to put this serpent thingy on the rod and lift it up. And whoever sees the serpent will leave. So anybody that, that, that was struck by, the, by snakes will see the serpent and live. Glory to God. So Christ here, you know, is portraying the same, the same figure. You know, said the old, the old covenant, you know, is explained, is, is fulfilled, revealed in the new. Okay. The old covenant were shadows and types and shadows, you know, forecasting what was to come, which, which is now, which has now come, which is now what we live in. All right. Glory to Jesus. So, and uh, when you see Genesis 3, it talks about the serpent will, will, what, will strike at your ear, okay? Will bruise your ear, right? But the, the, the offspring of, 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 of the woman will strike it at the head or something like that. So we see again, the serpent, the serpent um, um, figure, okay? So this idea right here, that the way Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, okay? And whoever looked at it lived. So also, the son of man will be lifted up on a cross, and whoever will look at him, that not look at him, yes, signifies whoever will put his faith on Jesus will live. Glory to God. Okay, whoever does so will not perish. Whoever believes in him, okay, will not perish but have eternal life. So he says here, you know, that the one that will have eternal life is the one that believes. In Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross, okay? It, it will be put on the cross. Lift it up, lift it up. That whoever believes in him will live. Okay, we have eternal life. Glory to God. All right? 16. 16. Quickly. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Hallelujah. Now, this scripture is classic, right? This, this, this scripture is one of the most common scriptures in the entire planet, okay? But... After quoting this, people then, you know, um, act as though and believe as though it's not true. 
This is so clear. Therefore, God so loved the world. So number one, number one, God loves the world. God loves the people of the world. God loves the planet. Do you see that? Number one, for God so, he didn't say for God loves, for God so loved the world. All right? So he gave us his only son. Now, now begotten there is, is, is KJV language, okay? The idea is he gave us his, 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 his unique, unique son, his one and only type son. This is the idea, that Christ is in a class of his own as God's son. Now, we are sons of God in Christ, right? But Christ is in a class of his own still. There is still that, you know, is one of a type son. That because it doesn't mean the, 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 the Greek doesn't mean um, begat as in gave birth to. That's not the idea. It is one and well, that's the meaning, one and only unique son. Alright? So God gives one and only unique son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Glory to God. Now, when we say Christ is one and only because one and only unique son, yes, we are all sons of, of God, right? But we, they cannot believe in you and be saved. So you're not in that class. Okay? You're not in that class. We cannot believe in you. We cannot pray in your name. Okay? So, yeah, exactly. So he has his own unique class still. Okay? Even though we are sons of God in him, right? He has his own unique place. So whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Glory to God. So everlasting life is found in Christ alone. It's found in Christ. All right? So it says, whoever believes, that's the, the key word there. Whoever believes, not whoever works for it, right? Whoever believes in him will have eternal life. Look at that. So some qualification, right? To have everlasting life, to have eternal life. The key word there is believe in Christ. Believe, 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 okay? Believe in Christ. Please go on. Please go on. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Hmm. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than the light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light, and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen. Hallelujah. That they have been done in God. Hallelujah. So he, verse 18, he who believes in him is not condemned. Glory to God. So the one that believes in Christ is not condemned. The one that believes in him is not condemned, okay? But the one that does not believe in Christ is condemned already. So even, even you know, it's already condemned, okay? And it's working, to, it's working towards the end, the, 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 the condemnation of, of, of the rapture, okay? But even right now, he's already condemned, okay? Because he does not believe in Jesus. So also we that believe in him, we are not condemned because we have, we have put our faith in him, okay? Because we have believed in the one and only unique son, of God. Now, this is vital. Okay? He didn't just say we believe there is a God. We have believed in the one and only unique Son of God. So, it is faith, putting our faith in Jesus, the price he paid for us, that saves us. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So, to be, to, to, to be saved means to be born again. It also means to have eternal life. And we saw that over and over in John 3. So if you are saved, you have eternal life. 
you are born again. So you don't, you don't need to pray anymore. Eternal, eternal life. Eternal, eternal life. I want to live eternal life. God save my soul. I want to live eternal life. God save. So you have been, when you, when you come into Christ, when you put your faith in Christ, you have eternal life. It is no more a prayer point. It is what you already have. So stop praying like I'm doing twinkle, twinkle, little stars. All right? <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Then I'll say, oh, my Savior, oh, my Savior, when you come to collect your people, remember me, your Lord. Now, God cannot forget his own children. So if you are in him, you don't pray that God should remember you when he comes back. You are already in him. You are in Christ, okay? And Christ is in God. All right? So you have eternal life. Now, eternal life doesn't just mean living forever, you know? Guess what? We will all live forever. <laughs> Every human lives forever. We are spirit beings. Our life is eternal. Amen? So even young believer lives forever. Now, I want, it just means that, you know, it means that we have eternal life with God. You know, we will be, we are, we are with God. We will be with God. That's eternal life. So it's not, it's not just living forever. It's a quality of life that we have. So number one, it means living with God. It means living in God. It means having the life of God in us, Zoe. So it's a quality of, of, of living, not just living. Glory to God. Is it what? It's a quality of existence. So because we're in Christ, we have this quality of existence. The life of God flowing with us, okay, flowing in us, and you know, living forever with God in Christ. Hallelujah. So when you are born again, you know, we call it the new birth, you know, if you have eternal life, okay, you are born a new creation. Second Corinthians 5, 7, 7, 21. So Corinthians 5, 7, 21. Second Corinthians 5, 17, 21. And we're there. Second Corinthians 5, from 17 to 21. Therefore, if, yeah. if anyone is in Christ, he is a, a new, new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Please pause. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, okay, that person is a new creation. All right. So yes, we have new spirits, right? You know, you know, and you know, we, we have become a new class of people. Hallelujah. We are a new creation. We, we are, we are, you know, a, a new breed. Ephesians calls it a new race, a new, a new humanity. All right. A new race of people. So there is a human race and there is a Christ's race. Hallelujah. So if you are born again, you are born a new creation. A new, co- a new class of people, a new breed of people with peculiarities. It's why when Nicodemus asked Jesus and said, you know, no man can do these things you do except God be with him. And he answered him and said, he was born again. This was the same. That when you are born again, you are born into a realm of, you know, peculiar results of supernatural. All right? A new class. Now, the way dogs bark, amen, and cats, you know, meow, you know, and goats, meh, whatever you guys call it, right? 
you know, the way human beings have what we do also. Now, when you are a new creation in Christ, we also have our own peculiarities. There are things we can do that no people cannot dare. Glory to God. Number one, we pray in the Holy Ghost. Have a new language. Amen. We heal the sick. Glory to God. So we are a new class of people with peculiarities. All right. Glory to God. Glory to God. So he says that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. So it was God's plan all the while. No, that is in Christ that we are reconciled to God. See, look at this. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. So God is one that did the reconciliation. Alright? So it's not putting our sins against us, okay? And has given us also the measure of reconciliation. So we can go out and tell our word. God is not angry, you know, God is not fighting you, that's the word. That God is not, is not, is not out to destroy you. God, God is not out to, to, um, to punish you, right? Just believe. Receive his forgiveness. Hallelujah. Receive his forgiveness. It's a free offer. Christ paid the price. You just say yes and come into it. Amen. Right. So he says, you know, he says, 21 says, for he made him who knew no sin. To be what? To be sin for us. That we might become what? Righteousness of God in him. So this is the idea. So, you know, he put all our sins, you know, on Christ. So that Christ became sin for us. And we now took his righteousness. Glory to God. So that we might become in him what? Righteousness of God in Christ. So that we are now his righteousness. Okay, when, when, when we believed in Christ, when we put our faith in Jesus, we became what is righteousness. So you're, you're no longer to be called sin or a sinner. You are now God's righteousness. Hallelujah. Is that clear? Is that good? Yes, sir. All right. Titus 2, 11 to 14. So we are born again, you know. What, what, what God did for us, we mean born again. He, he, he changed us first from inside so they can become outside, okay? He changed our environment, our inside so, to produce, you know, to produce good works, all right. He didn't just, you know, um, wash the wash the cover of the of the bowl, wash the wash just wash the exterior. No, no, he cleans he cleanses us from inside out. So first and foremost, gives us a new, you know, a new spirit, all right. And you know, the spirit is the is the, is the, is the, is the major source of 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 human behavior, right? Is the source of of behavior. Alright? So it gives us, it gives us a new spirit, you know, um, a spirit that is after, a spirit that, 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 is, that is of his own class of spirit, that is righteous, that is holy, okay, that is eager to do good, that we can begin to live out the good behavior. Okay, so it is first within, before it is without. Right? We say that make, make the tree good and the fruit will be good. So in being born again, in being saved, God, what, what, what God does is, is, to, is to make our tree good so it can have good fruit. Hallelujah. So, so in Christ, you become the good tree producing good fruits. Hallelujah. You become the good tree producing good fruits. Say, say after me, I'm a good tree. I produce good fruits. I'm a good tree. I produce good fruits. I am righteous. So I live righteously. I am holy. So I live in holiness. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Titus 2, 11 to 14. Titus 2, 11 to 14. Titus 2, 11 to 14. Are we there? Want to go? 
For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Hallelujah. So God's grace has been revealed in Christ. John calls, John says, but Jesus full of grace and truth. So, so in Jesus Christ, the grace of God is revealed. And this grace teaches us to say no to ungodliness and to godly lust. Okay? And to live what? Soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. So God's grace teaches us to say no to ungodliness. Hallelujah. So this grace it's not just to forgive us, to get us our sins forgiven, you know. It is also to help us to live like forgiving people, to live righteously. Okay? So God's grace at work in me gives me strength to say no to ungodliness, to say no to worldly loss. It has to what? To live soberly, hallelujah, and righteously and godly in this present age. So the grace of God at work in me helps me to live godly, to live righteously. To live soberly. Hallelujah. So good. Because I have the grace of God. Because I have this new nature. I can live righteously and godly. Alright. He says verse 14. He gave himself for us. Okay. To redeem us. Look at this. To redeem us from every lawless deed. Hallelujah. So his grace, you know, in Christ has redeemed me. To redeem means, you know, I put the trust is right. To redeem means to buy back by paying a ransom. Amen. So he paid the ransom for me, you know, to, to, to buy me off the sin nature. Amen. To buy me off the desire to keep on going back to sin. All right. So he paid for it. Hallelujah. He paid the price. And in, in, the, in, that Greek, in, that, in the Greek word of apolytrosis, it, 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 it also shows the gap between, between where you are now and what you were freed from. It shows the gap between you are now and what was enslaved you. So in saying we are redeemed from less, he's saying that they are taking us far from the things that once held us back. Hallelujah. So says to purify for himself, glory to God, his own special people that are zealous for good works. So the believer ought to be eager for good works, eager to live righteously. So when people say, maybe I'm saved and I'm forgiven, it means like I can do anything. No, 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 no. God's grace in you, producing you eagerness for good works. Hallelujah. The desire, the joy to live righteously. Okay, you, know, you, you enjoy your wife. You want to stain it. Just love your wife so much. It looks good on you, right? And you say, okay, I'm, I'm going to rock this wife, okay? I'm getting soiled. Hallelujah. So producing you eagerness to do what is good. Glory to Jesus. Philippians 2, 13. Philippians 2, 12 to 13. Philippians 2, 12 to 13. I'm showing us this, this, this evening what it, means to be saved, what it means to be saved first. Okay? What it means to be saved. Let's go. Philippians 2, 12 to 13. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Hallelujah. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Look at this. So it is say, walk to be saved. No. He says, walk 
at salvation. Live at salvation, okay? With fear and trembling. You know, now this idea. It is, it says, don't, 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 don't say, you know, I will sin and I'll be fine. Or God will forgive me. No, it says do it with fear and trembling. What does it mean? With respect for God's grace. With honor for God. With reverence for God. Not just freestyling and sin and saying, I'm forgiving. No, no, that, 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 that is you, you know, trampling on grace, okay? Respect for grace means I will live right. I will obey God's word. I will flee morality. I will, I will not play around and see if I will fall inside. Okay? <laughs> Amen. So he says, what, what is God? Look at this. What is God? He says, do your part. He says, your part is to respond to God's grace, right? But he says, it is God. That grace of God in you. That is working in you. Okay? Both to will. Number one. And then to do of his great pleasure. Amen. So God's grace in you. God at work in you. Produces in you. A willingness to do what is good. So this is the idea. The more you understand the grace of God, the more you know true grace, the more eager you are to do what is good. So you find yourself, you know, low on your good battery. Ah, go back and study what grace is. Go back and top top up the grace, you know, top up the grace, as in stir up the grace of God in you. When, 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 when sin begins to look trivial to you, guys, you need to top up, okay? Top up on scripture, on grace, okay? And stir up the grace by praying. Hallelujah. Because the grace of God that's talking to you should make you eager, okay? Willing and eager to do what is good. So there's no grace that plays with sin. There's no grace that makes sin look trivial. There's no grace that toys with sin. Sin is still a destroyer. Sin is a sinker. Sin wrecks people. You will not be wrecked. Amen. So, you know, appreciate grace and live up to the grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Colossians 1, 13, 14. By being saved, take from kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God. So, so by being born again, it also means being taken from one kingdom to another, taken from, from the devil's dominion into the kingdom of God. Let's go. Colossians 1, 14. He has delivered us from the power of darkness Whoosh. and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Look at that. So He says, He has taken us, what God said, okay, from kingdom of darkness. Into the kingdom of his, of his dear son. The kingdom of light. Amen. So by being born again, you have been taken off the devil's dominion. You are now in God's dominion. You've changed kingdom. You've changed addresses. says You are now celebrating Christ. Far above. Okay. Far above the devil. Far above his kingdom. So you are in a new space. You've moved from Ecuador to Lekki. Glory to God. You are in a new space. And the gap is far. Amen. 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 So... When you find yourself behaving like you could do, you say, no, I'm not more than this. Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay? So you, t- you have to remind yourself, ah, I've changed address. Amen? No way you're living in any other place where people want to at 2.30, at 4 a.m. But you're not in an instant where they, they don't like noise. Everybody uses water. Okay? Nobody uses, there's no noise there. So you have, I remember to put Jan at 2.00. You know, ah, ah, they will talk. Oh. We're in, we're in Lekin now. We're going to put Jan at 2.00 a.m. They will come out, hey, you know. I remember this friend living, living in the next lake then. So we went to his house, you know, went for a friend's wedding. So we just, guys would just went to his house to play the folk, go to the wedding. And we're shouting and laughing. And he kept knocking knock at, knock at, at his door. Shh, nobody else are complaining. Like, 
So because what if you only really laugh? You have to everybody was, <laughs> stop. Yeah, because you have changed address. So when you find yourself behaving like you are you were here before, no, 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 no. I'm now in the kingdom of his dear son. Guess what happens to you? Now that, that's great man knocking the gate. It's really good to you. That tells you this behavior is no longer your behavior. You are now in a new space. It's no longer appropriate for you. What do you do? You yield to the prompting. You yield to the prompting. You yield. Because, see, being saved doesn't mean you will not, you not have those thoughts, those, 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 um, those, 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 those desires to do those things again. They will be there. But now you have to remind yourself, guys, I have changed the address. Now I'm now empowered to say no to the sin, so I say no. All right. So it doesn't mean it doesn't mean it doesn't mean you not have those thoughts or those temptations because you live, you live in a fallen world. Okay. You 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 see watch foreign you watch falling TV. Okay. Listen to falling music. You you are falling blue up. Amen. So you see falling things. And guess what? Your mind. What what is what your mind for you gossip? They are still there. The mind memory is forever. Okay. The mind is like a proper. You know, add it that, that is forever, good class storage, okay? It does not go, all right? So those, those thoughts will still come. What do you do? Ah, I've changed the address. I'm not much more than this, okay? Here we are light of darkness, okay? Here righteous are not sinners, amen? All right? So to be, to, be, to, to, be, to be born again means to be redeemed, to be redeemed, to be redeemed. And here, you know, to be redeemed means to be bought back, means that you paid something, okay? But in this case, you know, the blood of Jesus was paid. Now, it's not, it's not, it's not about, about, about his his blood, red blood, blood, about the blood signifies life. Okay, the blood is not. It's not about the blood, the red, the red liquid. No. Okay, the Bible says Leviticus, the life of a thing is is in the blood. So the blood signifies the life. Amen. And don't forget that the soul that sins shall die. Amen. So in Christ dying for us. He paid the price for sin. So, so it was about his life, not about the liquid blood. Do you get that? Alright? So he bought us back by dying for us, by paying the dead price for our sins. Now, and because, you know, he had no sin, so his death became our death, not his own, our, 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 our price, our, our price being paid, not his own price being paid because he had no sin, okay? He took upon himself our sins, okay? So his death became, you know, for us, our redemption. Hallelujah. So it, it, to, be, to, be, to, be, to be saved means to be redeemed. See, it's, this, is, this is important. To be redeemed means a price was paid. Do you understand? It, it, it didn't just happen. There was a payment that made it happen. Christ paid the price. He paid. So if he paid, you are free. Do you understand? Because he paid, you are free. Hallelujah. He paid, so you are free. All right? Also means our sins are forgiven. Okay, that God is not counting your sins against you. All right, that God is not is not counting your sins against you. Now, now, now let, 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 let me show you why. Please, this is important. Okay, now we said earlier that the spirit of man is a source of behavior, right? So, fallen man at fallen spirit, okay, and sin perpetually, right? So, you know, a new spirit, right? You know, he expects that that you know. We live up to it. We're not trying to sin and sin again because we are we are in the spirit, right? So so it's not as though it's telling us, okay, okay, I'm not going to catch you sin against you. You can do anyhow. No, no, He has given you a new spirit so you can actually live righteously. So one will say, God, God is not going to catch you sin against you. We're not saying you can keep on sinning and be free. We are saying that no, it's because you are a new man in Christ. Okay, so you are not meant to be perpetually sinning. Now you can, now you can make mistakes, okay, and God say, okay, it's a mistake. But you're not, you're not meant to live in sin and be saying God. As for giving me, it does not matter. 
No. You are a new spirit. You understand? You are a new man in Christ. So you ought to perpetually produce good works. Now, now and then you might make mistakes, right? So you are forgiven, right? But it doesn't mean that you can now sit there and say, I'm forgiving. Let me keep on doing my thing. Okay, that, that, that is, that's not spirit of grace at work. That is not spirit of grace at work. Amen. Living in sin is still own goal. Living in sin is what? It's own goal. Own goal. Okay? It brings affliction and disease. And this place is God. In James 5, James said, If anyone is sick amongst you, seek, if anyone is sick amongst you, let him call the elders of the church. Okay? And let them pray for him. That says, If they have committed any sin, God will forgive them. What's he saying? He's tying the sin to the sickness. So he's saying, and that's, that's the next verse. What did he say? Confess your sins to one another. Then pray for one another that you may be healed. So some, some people, once they confess, they will not be healed. That's the point. Once, once they come up, uh, well, this thing, no, this issue, they have to let go of it. And some people do, they will not be. So there's a link between the sin and the sickness. So, yes, you're forgiven, right? But sin brings own goal. As I say, it's own goal. Now, it's not as though God will directly afflict, right? But you know, sin sin calls the devil in. Come, 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 come. Thirty-three days, space is there. Come, come. Amen. Sin what attracts affliction. The Bible says, if you break the edge, what will happen? The serpent will bite. All right. Glory to Jesus. Hebrews eight seven to thirteen. Hebrews eight seven to thirteen. So this is important. Okay, one will say. Your sins are forgiven and God will count your sins against you. We are saying that, you know, the believer can make mistakes, can, 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 can have, you know, um, some shortcomings and make heaven. But we are, we are also saying that by living in sin, you don't get God's best on the earth. So, yes, you, you people make heaven. You know, Paul, Paul said something to the, to the Corinthians 5. Of 1 Corinthians 5. He says, deliver that person to be what? Dealt with by Satan. Okay? In the hope that his soul will be saved on the last day. What does it mean? So, even though he's, he's still in that sin, he's saved. But while on earth, he'll be afflicted. Because sickness, uh, sorry, sin brings affliction. So this is the point. So before God, yes, everyone is sure. Even, even, when, even, when, even when people make mistakes, right? But you don't get God's best. You don't get God's best on the earth living in sin. Is that clear theology? Good. All right. Hebrews 8, 7 to 13. Hebrews 8, 7 to 13. Hebrews 8, 7 to 13. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. Because finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they did not continue my covenant. I, I disregarded them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. None of them shall teach his neighbor, and none his brothers sing. Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the, the least, least of the them greatest. to the greatest of them. Hallelujah. 
For I will be merciful to their own righteousness, and their sins and lawless deeds I will remember no more. In that, he says, a new covenant, he has made the first obsolete. Now what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. Look at that. So he says in, in this covenant, okay, in this new one, okay, I will not count their sins against them, okay? I will, I will remember their sins and lawlessness no more. So God is not holding your sins against you, you know what it means. Now you make mistakes and always run back to God and say, God, ah, man, that was not cool. You know, I'm your child. You know, I, I, I save Christ's above. You know, he's it, it, saying that God will not cancel you. That's the point. That God will not cancel you for your sins. All right? God. So you can always run back to God. Never feel too dirty to run away and to run back to God. Or no matter what. And this, this, this is so important. That's it. See, when you make mistakes, run back to God. No matter how bad it is or how often it has happened, run back to God. Your hope for, 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 for renewal, your hope for strength and grace is in running back to God. Hallelujah. So God is not counting your sins against you. He says something. He says, he says in calling the old covenant, okay, in calling it old and saying, 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 in saying, I'm bringing a new covenant. He was declaring one obsolete, declaring one old and one new. So he says that one that is obsolete. The man God says, I'm, I'm doing a new thing. What, is, what does it mean? It means he is counting, he is counting down to the end of the of the current thing. So when he says, I'm, I'm going to make a new covenant, I was telling them, this one you have now is passing away. All right, Amen. Amen. So God. Is not counting your sins against you, but sin is an own goal. You ought to, why is why Paul says, walk out your salvation with fear, with fear and trembling, with fear, fear sin, run from sin, tremble. Do you get what's saying there? As in, he's saying, don't, don't, don't make it just casual. No, I will sin. Let them just, this is where it gets crazy. Now, believers lie like, like it's not sin. It's crazy. As in, we lie as though lie is not a sin. You just say, say, this is not fornication. If it's a reason of fornication, it's just ordinary life. So some people lie five times daily. They lie for nothing. They lie over. No, you are not. See, see, see. You are not an adult. Nobody will actually beat you. Nobody will beat you. But you now lie as in. I'm like. Nobody will actually beat you. You are grown. It's like, 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 like you're 14, 35. Still lying like they will kill. Nobody will beat you. All right, so you cannot put this. This is the issue that because of fear of man and what they say, we displease God. All right, so seeing his own goal, let your yes be yes. Very important, okay? Let your yes be yes. All right, to be saved means to be saved with Christ in heavenly places and be heaven bound. And what said with Christ in heavenly places, Ephesians 1 21. Ephesians 1, 19 to 21. Ephesians 1, 19 to 21. Ephesians 1, 19 to 21. Are we there? Let's go. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? Yeah. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places 
far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age but also in that which is to come. Let's go to, yeah, now go to, go to Ephesians 2, verse 6, don't tie it together. Ephesians 2, 6. And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Look at that. So if Ephesians 1, 21 talks about Christ being raised from the dead by the power of God, and not just being raised, but being raised to sit with God, you know, the right hand in heavenly places, right? Above all things, all principality, all power, all name, all dominion rights, okay? That's the next thing. Just to see that we, we also, we have been raised together with Christ. When I, when I stay with Christ in heavenly places, at the right hand, what's it saying? So that we are now seated with Christ. That where Christ is, is where we are. That in Christ, we are also far above principalities and powers, you know, every name, whatever it is, that we are in Christ, we are seated above all these things. So it means you have authority, that's the time meaning, that you have authority over devils by person in Christ. By being in Christ, you have authority over devils. You look at that. By being in Christ, you are set above all powers, all principalities, whatever it is, you are above them. So you don't, you don't deal with them from a place of fear. You have authority. Now, because you are in Christ, okay, you act the way Christ acts to demons and principalities. You are in Christ. You have his name. So you ask the way he acts towards them. How does he act towards them? Decrease. Decrease. Not begging. Not, not crying. Not fasting. Decrease. When you see works of the devil, what do you do? You issue decrees. Out. Go. Leave. Not go. 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 Not clean your face when I sweat. Go. Go. No. 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 It's decrease. Out. Leave. You know? Decrease. Because we are in Christ. Okay, so we are with him in the heavenly places. Okay, so we are in heaven. But we are not trying to make heaven. Ephesians 2 6 says, We are set with him in the heavenly realms. We are with him in heaven. Okay, so we are not trying to make heaven. We are in heaven. Okay, so our bodies also are heaven bound. We're, we're going to have the new body. We are heaven bound. We are not trying to make heaven. We are in heaven. We are going to heaven as a, as, as, as a decision for our bodies. Okay, we are already in heaven. We are heaven bound people. Amen. So the believer is not trying. He's not hustling to make heaven. He's not praying to make heaven. He is going in heaven and he's going to heaven. It's our sure destination. Right now, our spirit, our spirit, you know, is in Christ, in heavenly places. Okay, that's where we are. That's where we are. That's our location. Ah, yeah, glory to Jesus. So, so also, our bodies also, you know, will one day, you know, be changed and you know, be with Christ, you know, in the air. Hallelujah. So, we're not trying to make heaven. We are in heaven. We are heaven citizens. Okay? First Peter 2.9. First Peter 2.9. We are heaven citizens. Not trying to make heaven. This is important. So important. I am not trying to make heaven. I am in heaven. I am heaven citizen. Amen? Go. First Peter 2.9. Shoot. 
But you are a chosen generation, Hallelujah. a royal priesthood, Whoosh. a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous Do you see that? So we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, not trying to become these things. We are already God's chosen people. Said earlier, that we won't the kingdom of, of darkness into the kingdom of the sun. So we are already in the kingdom of the sun. Amen. You've already changed kingdom. We are already in the kingdom of the death of his dear son. We are in the kingdom of God. Same thing also in John 3. That Christ told them, when you are born again, that's the simple When you are born again, you enter into the kingdom of God. So I'm not trying to enter the kingdom. I am in the kingdom of God. Okay? I'm in heaven. I'm in heaven. Glory to Jesus. Hebrews 12, 22, 23. Hebrews 12, 22, 23. Hebrews 12, 22, 23. Hebrews 12, 22 to 23. But you have come to Mount Zion and yeah. to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, who are registered in heaven to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. Do you see that? So he didn't say we will come. He says we have come to Mount Zion. Do you see that? He did not say we will come, but we have already come to Mount Zion. We are in the city of the living God. We are in what? Heavenly Jerusalem. To a company of innumerable angels. We have come to an assembly to the church of the firstborn. Hallelujah. We have come already. Okay? It is not what will happen. It is what has already happened. Meant to receive Christ, we, you know, we entered into Mount Zion. Glory to Jesus. Philippians 3. 1721. Philippians 3, 17 to 21. Philippians 3, yeah, shoot. Brethren, join in following my example and know those who so walk as you have us as for pardon. your pattern. Yeah. For many walk, of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, hmm. whose end is destruction, whose, whose God, God is, is their belly. belly. And whose, whose glory is, is their shame. Who, who set, set their, their mind, mind on these things. 20, very important. For our citizenship is in heaven, Hi-ya. from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be confirmed to his glorious body, according to the working of by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Please hear me. He says for our what? Citizenship. Is in heaven. Look at this. Okay, so we are heaven's citizens. Now, imagine you're in Nigeria from the US as, as an ambassador. So you're, you're, not, you're not trying to get a visa to go to your country. 
you are you are, you are, you are, you are already a country citizen. You're not trying to become a citizen. You are already the citizen of, the of your country. So when when it's, when it's time to go, you just go to the airport and you book your you just go to the clinic or clinic, book your flights and you go. You know there is no new requirements for you to travel. Why? You are already a citizen. You're an ambassador. So also we as believers, we are everyone's citizens. Not trying to make heaven. It is, it is where we are from. It is who we are. We are heaven's citizens. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. By being saved, we have God's spirit. We have God's spirit. Ephesians 1 from verse 13 to 14. Ephesians 1. 13 to 14. Ephesians 1, 13 to 14. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel, the gospel of, of your, your salvation, salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of Please pause. It says when you heard the gospel, when you believed, you were what? Sealed with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So the one that is saved as the Holy Spirit, and that is a seal for eternal life. So if you have God's spirit, you are heaven bound. And if you believe you have his spirit, okay, and it means you are, you know, your heaven is sure. You're not trying to make heaven, okay? You belong to heaven. 14. Who is the guarantee of our inheritance? You see that until the redemption of the purchased possession. Look at this. The praise of his glory. He says the Holy Ghost in the believer is your guarantee of heaven. Hallelujah. Is your guarantee, is your assurance. So if you have God's spirit, okay, you are assured, you are guaranteed of heaven. And it says, if you believe, you have the spirit. So do you believe in Christ? Yes, you have a spirit and you are heaven bound. You are going to heaven. You're not trying to make heaven. You are saved. So you belong to heaven. That's where you are. That's where, that's where you are going to. All right. Okay. So you just believe. That's all you need to do. Do you believe? So, so, so when, when, the, when the devil tells you, who told you you are saved, Seth? Who told you you are saved? Who, to, who told you? Where do you used to think? This is your thought. Where you think this thing? Who told you you are saved? You tell yourself. Do I believe in Christ? Oh, I sure do. Oh, so if I sure do, I have his spirit, right? Okay? If I have his spirit, I have his guarantee, his assurance. Case closed. Satan, get out. You know, Savi. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. That's so good. So, uh, also, so, so it's in Romans, so in Romans 8 9 on Sunday, right? That the one that believes in Christ, the one that belongs to Christ, has the spirit of Christ. Okay, and it says that's from Romans 8 9 that you are not realm of the flesh, you are in the realm of the spirit of the Holy Ghost. So you are in the realm of the Holy Ghost, you are in the heaven's realm, you are a heaven citizen, you are heaven bound because you have believed, you have put your faith in Christ. Hallelujah! Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. So, how do we get saved? How do we get saved? I'll do this in 15 minutes. How do we get saved? Ephesians 2 8 to 10. He says, we are saved by grace through faith. Let's read it together because this is important. It's vital scripture. Let's read it together. Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. For by grace you Hold have Hold on. I want to go together because it's vital scripture. I want to echo in our, in our heads. All right. One, two, go. 
For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Do you see that? So he says, we are saved by grace, through faith. By grace, that means we are saved for free. Okay? We are saved by, you know, that salvation is a gift from God. Now, if it's a gift, it means I didn't work for it. I was given. If I work for them, it, it's no longer a gift. It's a wage. All right? But I'm saved, you know, it's a free gift of God. You do not do anything for you. You don't do anything to be saved. You do not to be saved. You do nothing. Nothing to be saved. Nothing to be saved. Okay? You don't pay tithe to be saved. No. Amen? You didn't didn't get baptized to be saved. No, no, you didn't. It didn't save you. Just had a bath. Okay. It didn't save you. Amen? Amen. It's a gift from God. Verse 9 says, not of works, so that nobody can boast about it. Okay? You are saved by God's free grace. You cannot boast about it. Nothing you do saved you. All right? So nothing you do keeps you safe. You, you don't, you, you, amen, this is important, okay? That you, you have to remember that it's by grace, through faith, so that, you know, I got saved by believing, full stop, by grace, through faith, full stop. So if I stay believing, I'm saved. All right? If I believe in Christ, if I've put my faith in Christ, I am saved. So not faith in my good works, no. It says, it says, it says, it says the good works proceeds from being saved. Hallelujah. We're not saved by works. We are saved unto good works. So the works are a fruit of being saved. The works don't save me. Okay? I don't require works to be saved. But I'm saved to produce good works. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to Jesus. That's so good. Alright. So, we are saved by Believe in the gospel. Romans 1, 16, 17. Romans 1, 16, 17. Believe in the gospel. Romans 1, 16, 17. Romans 1, 16 to 17. Romans 1, 16 to 17. Yes. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. You see that? It says the gospel is God's path to salvation. For what? Everyone who believes. Not everyone works for it, okay? For everyone that believes, the gospel is the power of God's salvation. So we get saved by believing the gospel. All right? So we get saved by hearing the gospel. And by believing the gospel, okay, by, um, that's how we get saved. Hallelujah. By believing alone. Right? Someone now asks, what is the gospel? First Corinthians 15. First Corinthians 15. What is the gospel? First Corinthians 15. First Corinthians 15, 1 to 11. First Corinthians 15, 1 to 11. What is the gospel? Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand. By which also you were saved, if you hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. Look at that. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, 
that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures and that he was seen by Cephas then the twelve after that he was seen by over 500 brethren at once of whom the greater part remain to the present but some have fallen asleep after that he was seen by James then by all the apostles then last of all he was seen by me also as by one born out of due time mm-hmm. For I am the least of the apostles, who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God, but by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. 11. Therefore, whether it was I or or they, so we we preached. Do you see that? So he's saying this, this is what we preached. This is what you believed. That got you saved. Says, verse 2 says, you are saved. Look at this. If you hold fast to the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. So he's saying, if you shift from the gospel, you can believe in vain. What did you believe in when you got saved? What saved you? Let me quote, let me put the saving quotes. What did you hear when you got saved? Quote, I'm quoting the saved. Because my father has been told that by, 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 when, when a child got baptized, that you were saved. You were not saved. That saved is quoted. You were not saved. They told you that when you join the church, you will be saved. No. That did not save you. They told you that when you stop sinning, you'll be saved. No, you were not saved. That's not what saves you. They told you that, you know, just be good. You know, worship God your own way. And you are saved. No, you are not saved. Give penance, give to the poor. Try to live well and be saved. No, you are not saved. So Paul is telling them that what you heard when you got saved, is what makes you let us know if you are trying. If, like, what, what, what makes you saved or not? So he's saying, this is what we preached. This is what Paul is saying. This is what I preached. It's also what the other, other guys preached. Okay? What, what did they preach? He says, look at this. Verse 15, verse, chapter 15, verse 1, 1 Corinthians. He says, this is first principle. First principle. Utmost priority. All right, that Christ died for our sins under the scripture. This is this is the gospel. This is the gospel delivered to us, okay? That Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, that he was buried and that he rose up again on the third day. Alright? That in dying for our sins, okay, when I put my faith in him, you know, the price my sin is paid. Yes, man. He died my death. So he paid my price. All right? Okay? He was buried. He did not stay there. He rose up again to give me a brand new life. So by believing in that my sins, he was buried. He rose again for me, okay? And he gave me a brand new life. He gave me a new life. I am saved. That is the gospel. That Jesus Christ died for my sins. Okay? He died for my sin. He took my sin. He paid the price for my sin in dying. Because the wages of sin is 
is death. And what? The gift of God is eternal life. So he was buried. He was again to give me that gift of God, eternal life. That's the gospel. Again, he died. He was buried. Rose up again. For me, perhaps in Romans 6, that when he died, I died with him. When he was buried, I was buried with him. I was risen up again with him. That's the gospel. Okay? That I was in him when those things happened. By putting my faith in him, okay, I am I was it's him in his suffering, his death, in his burial and resurrection. That's the gospel. Amen. Amen. That's the gospel. This is what saves you. Alright? That Christ paid for your sin. He was buried. And he rose up again to give you a new life. This is the gospel. It's the gospel that saves. Alright. So, salvation is by believing alone. Is by believing alone. And surely... The art that believes will speak. Romans 10 says, with our art, with, with the mouth we confess, with the, with the, with the, with the art we believe. So we have to believe, okay, we want to confess that it's a lot of our lives, okay? The art that believes will speak with the mouth. Alright? So, we are saved, believing in our hearts, and surely confessing with our mouth. Now, in Acts 10, when just after Cornelius, after Cornelius, um, got saved for the for the, for the make any confession, okay, what happened to them? They prayed in tongues. They had believed in their hearts. You get? They had believed in their hearts, okay, and they were saved. Glory to Jesus. Acts six twenty nine thirty four. Acts sixteen twenty nine thirty four. Acts sixteen. 29 to 34. We are saved by believing alone. I'm saved by, this is scripture, right? I'm saved by believing alone. Let's go. Then he called for a light, ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he set foot before them and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his house. You see that? So they were, in, they, they were kept in prison and all that, and God delivered them and stuff like that. And the jailer, you know, jailer was, you know, taken aback and he came to me, what well, these guys you are special, you are different, right? He says, what must I do to be saved like you? He did not tell him, work for it. He did not tell him, stop sinning. He did not tell him, fast and pray. What did they tell him? Believe. They didn't tell him to be baptized, no. They said, believe in Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You and your household, okay? Whoever in your household, because it's, it's personal, believes will be saved, okay? So then they, they then spoke God's word to him, okay? And all who were in his house. This is the meaning that he didn't get saved and his family got saved with him. No, the entire family heard God's word and they all believed, okay? And the Bible says, you know, and they rejoiced. 
haven't believed. Okay, the believing brought this joy of the Holy Ghost to them and the household. So, you to get saved, you believe in Jesus. You believe in Jesus. You believe in Jesus. That's how you get saved. So, they were saved. They were then baptized. So, baptism, baptism is for the saved. It comes after salvation, not before salvation. Okay, baptism is for the what? The saved. John 6, 29, John 6, 20, 29. John 6, 28, 29. John 6, 28, 29. John 6, 28, 29. John 6, 28, 29. We're almost done. Then they said to him, Yeah. What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Hallelujah. Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you may believe in him whom he sent. You see that? So they came to ask them. That's 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 what time. Yes, Christ. What must we do to do the works of God? And replied them, "This is work of God. Believe in the one He has sent. That's the work I told you to do. That's the work that saves you. The work that saves you is this: believe in Jesus, the one the one He has sent. Hallelujah. Salvation is in Christ alone." We must emphasize this. If you are in TGC, you are just supposed to not say from your mouth. Things like, we all serve the same God. I will spank you. All right? Amen? First principle. Salvation is in Christ alone. First John 5, 10, 10, 13. First John 5, 10, 13. First John 5, 10 to 13. First John 5, 10 to 13. First John 5, 10 to 13. Shoot. He who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. Hmm. He who does not believe in God has made him a liar because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his Son. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. Please pause. This life is in his Son. Nowhere else. This life is in his son. Go on. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have Full life. stop. He who has the son has the life of God. Okay? He doesn't have the son. Does not have the life of God. Period. Alright? That's in. Go on. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Look at this. And that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. You see that? That if you believe in the Son of God, you have eternal life. Okay? Eternal life is found in Christ alone. John 14, 6. 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 Jesus said to him, I am the I way, am the, way the, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Do you see that? Christ speaking. I am the way. Not a way. I am the truth. Not a truth. I am the life. Not a life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Christ is giving you, you know, a very, very solid statement. 
Okay, as sure as day, that the only way to the Father is through the Son. So we have no room for saying we all serve the same God. We don't. We don't have that kind of room. It's either Christ or nothing. All right. Acts four twelve. Acts four twelve. Acts four twelve. Acts 4.12 Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Do you see that? Salvation is found nowhere else, in no one else. For there is no other name given under heaven for which, for which mankind, you know, to, to, to which mankind will be saved. Salvation is in Christ alone. In Christ alone. So, the world needs to hear this. Your friends need to hear this. That salvation is in Christ alone. In Christ alone. There is no other way to the Father but Christ alone. There is no other way to God but Christ alone. This is so vital. Christ alone. Christ alone. Christ alone. Christ alone. Christ alone. In Christ alone, you know, are we saved. First John 2. Verse 1827. <laughs> Studio ethics, guys. Uh, 1 John 2. 1 John 2, verse 18 to 27. Little children, it is the last hour, as mm-hmm. you have heard, that the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. Mm. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. Mm. But they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. Mm. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it and that no lies of the truth. Who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Mm. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. Mm. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Look at that. So he's saying anyone, any spirit, any man that denies that Jesus is Son of God, the Christ, the only way, the truth, okay, He's not of God. He's Antichrist. He's saying, if you deny the Son, you also deny the Father. So you cannot say, I don't believe in Christ, but I believe in God. God is telling you, you don't know the God you believe in. It's not me you believe in. Okay? That whoever has the Father, whoever has the the Son, has the Father. Okay? If you don't have the Son, you don't have the Father. Okay? So our, our faith is exclusive our faith is exclusive in Christ alone and there is no other way but Christ alone there is no other way but Christ alone have we blessed this evening just give God praise just give him thanks for his word thank you for your word Thank you for your word. Thank you for our salvation. Thank you for what we have in you. 
thank you for the spirit in us. Thank you for the assurance of heaven. Because right now we are heaven citizens. And we are, you know, we are going to be with you when we are done here. All right. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for salvation. Thank you, Father, for our salvation. Thank you, Father, because we are now in a new kingdom, in a new dominion, in, in, in a new terrain. We are now in you. We are in your kingdom. Thank you for the price you paid to save us. Oh, glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Is anyone watching right now? He wants to be born. You've heard this right. And you're checking, you're checking, you're checking to see, okay, did I ever really hear the gospel? Or I just, I just grew up in a Christian home. Do I know what the gospel is? Okay, now that you have heard the gospel, would you, you know, this evening, deliberately, you know, say, okay, yes, I've heard the gospel. I believe in the gospel. And I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So right there in your room, say with me right now, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. You paid the price for my sin. You redeemed me by, 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 by your blood, by dying for me. You were buried. You were just stay there. You rose again and you gave me a brand new life. This morning, this evening, I deliberately this morning, I received your offer of forgiveness and your brand new life. In the name of Jesus, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. I am born again. Hallelujah. Say that prayer with us. You are born again. So you will see a link on your screen. Okay. It's the link to a short form. So we can reach out to you. You fill the form, your name, phone number, email, stuff like that. So you can reach out to you and help you understand this decision that you just made. You also find the link also in your Spreaker description, in your, your Spreaker box. Okay. The link is bit.ly forward slash TGC decision, forward slash TGC decision, beats.ly forward slash TGC decision. Hallelujah. Amen. It's time to give. So we are giving electronically. Um, you know, our account name is This Green Church, and the bank is Guarantee Trust Bank. This Green Church, Guarantee Trust Bank. So we are giving in Naira, 042 53 90 Three nine six zero four two five three nine zero three nine six. You are giving in dollars zero four five six five four two two three four zero four five six five four two two three four. If you want to give it to your, your, your ATM card, go to our website org forward slash give. Father, we thank you for our giving. We are glad to give to you. We are happy to partner with you, you know, through our giving. Lord, we thank you because you give us all things for our enjoyment. We thank you because, you know, you are able, you know, to abundantly bless us so that in all things and at all times, having all that we need will abound to every, in, in every good work. Thank you because we are enriched in every way. Hallelujah. Because we have the power to create wealth. We are productive. We are creative. We are healthy. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the wonderful evening. 
We give you all the praise. Thank you for utterance. Thank you for eloquence. Thank you for your word. We give you the praise, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website, www.thisgreenchurch.org, for more info. God bless you.